Hello and welcome to episode one of the Get Smart Project. My name is Paul Jarrell. I'm one of your hosts. And joining me today is Jacob Paulson, another one of our hosts. Hey, Paul. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, today's discussion is going to be um, tools and tips that we use to work more effectively and efficiently. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in and get smarter. So, like I said, today's topic is about tools and tips we use to be more effective, be more efficient. Um, I know, Jacob, you and I have had a lot of discussion on this topic over the last couple of years that we've known each other and what tools we use and what processes we use. A big thing that we've done in smart marketing and in smart space both is, is to automate some of the process as much as possible, especially when it comes to smart space. Users can now, members can now sign up book rooms automatically, pay for their bills automatically. They're, it's very hands-off now, whereas initially it was, you know, invoices I was sending, I was running cards and things like that. It was taking some time up. So now we've, we've kind of onboarded that process. But, you know, this discussion is more of what you and I have used and maybe what you and I have been really leaning on over the last several months um, as we've been, you know, remote working and remote collaborating with our teams and things of that nature, what tools and tips have you, uh, have you been relying on most heavily, I would say would be, uh, the first one. So. Yeah, no, I, I just want to kind of start out with like, I, I like this topic because I think everyone, uh, everyone's always looking for ways to improve. Uh, and one of the things that I, I like to remind myself and everyone else is, you know, there's endless tools to do this. Um, and in many ways, you know, the introduction of the internet and email really was this idea, of, let's get more done more effectively and efficiently, uh, you know, but at the same time, I think with all these tools, we often find ourselves not necessarily doing more effectively or efficiently, we're just doing more. Um, so that's been one of the things that I've been looking at a lot, especially in the recent couple of months is how can we get the right things done at the right time um, so that's kind of how I think about productivity. Um, so, you know, obviously we're sitting on Zoom right now and Zoom has been, you know, the topic of pretty much every professional organization and a lot of families too, to stay connected and get things done. So naturally we've used that a lot. I've found it, you know, with my daily work being business consulting, you know, I always did a lot of face-to-face -face meetings. Um, which was, I like that. I do like face-to-face. -face. I do like meeting with people, but, you know, Zoom has just been fantastic in, in the ability to cut travel time. Uh, if someone can't make a meeting, it's not a big deal because no one had to move anywhere. It's just canceled. Uh, if a meeting turns out, you know, to be shorter or if it sometimes it's a new client and, and it's not the right fit, it's like we didn't waste a lot of time. So I, I really enjoyed using that. Um, and then as, a, as an organization, so SBDC is a statewide organization. So we have teams across the state and we've used it basically every single day just as a check-in. Uh, and I really feel like that has made a big difference uh, in, in how I've conducted my work and staying up to date on things as this. Now everyone is, you know, getting on Zoom and it's everyone's okay with it. So I, I think that's been, uh, that's been fun and, and I've enjoyed it. And I think it has had a lot of value. I, I so think do you, guys, do you guys use that a lot? We we didn't use Zoom a lot um, pre pre you know stay at home. 
Um, just because, you know, we, we deeply value the face-to-face time that we have with our customers, um, you know, when it comes to our, our marketing company. Um, we have been using it during this time period. You know, one of my things was um, I wasn't sure of the level of comfort- comfortability people had with a program like Zoom or like Google Meet or things of that nature. How, how you know, how versed they were with that. You know, a lot of people prefer in face-to-face meetings. Like I said, we still do. Um, but wasn't, so we never really utilized it. We definitely prefer face-to-face. But during the stay-at-home, it definitely became a thing that we were utilizing a lot of, of um, you know, Zoom time or Google Meet. We, we kind of transfer between the two. We don't, we don't have a favorite here. Um, they're both great platforms, and, and we, we love them for different reasons. Um, we were having, you know, typically at Smart Marketing, I have an all-hands meeting every, um, well, I say every week. I, I typically sit down with my team, you know, uh, and we sit down once a week and we talk about what we got going on, what's going on scheduling-wise and things like that. Um, and I really felt like that's something that I wanted to carry over into the stay-at-home portion. So we met regularly on Tuesday mornings. Um, we, we typically don't do Monday mornings because Monday is kind of figuring out what happened over the weekend, what we need to adjust, what we need to make you know changes for. And so Tuesday's kind of always been that day for us. So um, we, we did that every week during the, the stay at home, and I think it was very effective. Um, there were times where it was just all business, and then there was times where it was, you know, chit-chat because, you know, these guys are, are very collaborative in, in our office, and that's something we always try to encourage. So um, that's been it's been great. Um, we've talked about what that's going to look like going forward. Uh, I do think that you know you will see. We'll, we've already increased our face to face meetings with our clients and, and new clients as well. Um, but there will be things like our monthly calls that we have with um, with customers used to be either a phone call, but now it can be a video uh, chat. Or, or things of that nature, we'll, we'll start transitioning those over to Zoom and, and Google Meet as well. Yeah, I mean, I, and, I, and I really, there's, there are upsides. There are certainly downsides to using, you know, something like Zoom or GoToMeeting or, or Google Meetings. Uh, yeah, we, like you, I, I do prefer the actually shaking hands with someone and actually sitting down, uh, you know, but I think it, this has really showed me what type of meetings we need to have face to face versus the ones that really, you know, we were doing it because it was the way we used to do it. And I was like, well, you know, we really don't have to uh, do everything face to face in the same way. Um, that, that's and, something know, that I that's something that I brought up. I was like, I wonder how many people are learning right now that that conference room they kept booking and kept having these conference meetings. I wonder how many people were like, you know what? Maybe this actually could have been dealt with in an email. You know, how, how, you know, there's that old saying yeah. of like this, this, this meeting definitely could have been an email. I wonder how many people were like, wow, that really could have been an email this time. You know, so um, yeah. yeah, we've had a lot of that too. Well, and I think very early on we had a conversation across the state with our team that you know, let's not forget that we can also just pick up the phone. And that was one of the things that you know very early on everyone just zoom zoom google meetings go to meetings like everyone and there was sort of this rush to use these tools and they would go hold on i mean we still have a phone you can still text you can still email and not everything has to be a meeting so that was kind of fun to see the uh, you know the panic in a way leading to something that okay let's not overdo it Um, so yeah i think there's been some interesting things like that and and like you you know it's figuring out moving forward where does a tool like this really fit in 
what are the true advantages and when does that actually make sense? You know, I think for many people, it's going to be easier to get work done. And I think a lot of the research is showing, you know, that if you let people work from home a little bit and, and if you allow them to do things a little differently and you cut some of those meetings to something you know, a little bit shorter or just not a meeting at all, you know, productivity just increases mm-hmm. um, because you actually allow people to get the things done that need to get done. Um, yeah. That, that's been that's been a big thing for me is kind of using that another one that i, I, I it's interesting because i actually all of the tools that i'm using today are the ones that i was using before it's just that everything changed with how we use them and how long yeah absolutely um kind of the same with i've been i'm a to-do list person like i have checklists for just about everything uh so i always use the platform called todoist uh and you can have it as an app and use it uh, in browser and it does synchronizes and everything and you can create multiple different to-do lists and all it was just a neat easy to-do list checklist tool um and i was very glad that before all of this happened that i had already gotten familiar with that and i was using it because you know i wasn't like trying scrambling to figure out how do i continue my work it was just right. take a laptop i'm just continuing my work yeah. really didn't change to do is just great so, so what, what do you guys do for kind of task management, I guess? Have you found something new or is it well, just Well, it's actually, it's, it's very funny. We, we used a program, a to-do type of program for a long time. And it was, that's what it was good at. It was good at tracking projects and tracking, you know, status on projects and, and things like that. And I just, I started running into limitations with that software of what I wanted to do. I wanted to put more customer data in there as a, as a repository, as a database almost. And we were running into problems there. And so myself and Ryan, we spent quite a bit of time playing with other software. And, and this was all before, before shutdown, way before shutdown. Um, so actually probably in December or January, just January of this year, we instituted a new program in the office called Notion. Um, and Notion is a, a full database. It has, it has the to-do list. It has a calendar integration. It has form integration. My guys can request days off. They can, excuse me, they can submit travel um, reimbursements through that. They can, we can track website progress, where they're at in the progress. And not only progress, but we can track, we can track, user submitted data so we're like with our websites that we built um people send in logos colors fonts and then you know descriptions and things like that and so typically that's been you know kind of hidden around in places we've had in a couple different places but now we have it all in one place um so we instituted notion back in january i immediately fell in love with it and was really you know from even when ryan and i were beta testing i was like very early on, I was like, this is the one we're, we're going to be using. This is the one we, we found it. Um, and so, you know, we had it in place. We had it all ready to go um, before I brought the guys on board. Um, and then whenever they were on board, everybody started using it. And then during shutdown and, and the stay at home, um, it just became, you know, it became our, our, our second most popular thing. We use Slack, um, which a lot of people do. Um, for office communication, we don't we don't send emails to each other in our office um, at all, um, or text messages, or Facebook Messenger, or anything like that. We use Slack for everything. Any any comments or questions that you have, um, you either ask the person in person, or 
you ask them in Slack, and there's times when we have guys that are, you know, working on video editing that are, you know, in the same room as each other, they'll Slack a question over to somebody, you know, just to have it in there. So, um, and also just to keep track, just to have a repository of questions and answers and things like that. So, um, our, our biggest two things during the stay at home, um, even more so than Zoom or Google Meet, were absolutely Slack and, and Notion. Um, and, and both of them are, are, have great free plans for people to join up, um, you know, for small business owners or things like that. If you're one person, um, they're, they're great to, to use a notion to keep track of projects and things like that. Um, if you've got a small team, Slack is a, is great for that. So, um, yeah, those are, those are our two biggest ones. I, uh, we've been such, I, you know, Slack, we use the free side of Slack, um, but, um, I've been such an ambassador for Slack. I should really get some affiliate credit on that because I have sent so many people over to Slack. Like, listen, you have a team three or more, you should absolutely be using a platform like Slack to track your communication, um, and, and back and forth. Email just gets cluttered. You get lost if, you know, an email chain or whatever, it just gets too big and unwieldy after a while. Um, Slack is definitely the way to go. So. Yeah, no, I like that. We we did uh, we did try to use Slack within our small team, but our team now is down to give or take me. So there's you know very little I can do there. But um, so we never fully adopted it. Uh, but I did actually really like it when we tried it out, and it was probably sometime a year and a half ago. Uh, you know, but you're touching on kind of the key there is you have to find a tool that works for you without having. 10 tools doing 10 different little things. If you can find that, you know, notion for you guys probably in Slack, you know, one or two or three platforms that really takes care of what you need. Uh, and I see that a lot, you know, both with, you know, we've seen it with what we do and I've seen it with a lot of businesses that I worked with this, you know, they end up with like five or six different systems. And I go, I mean, really, you, you, most of these could probably be cut and then you could use another one to do more with, uh, with the same things. Uh, so with SBDC, we, we integrated or adopted a platform called Claramentis a few years ago, and that's our internal communication and sharing platform. So it does that, you know, we can kind of text each other on there. We can share, uh, share files and resources and organize all the information. Uh, that's been tremendously valuable because we're a statewide organization. So on a day-to-day -day basis, we don't see each other, talk to each other very much. Uh, and we never had like a good, uh, platform for communication. So, so with Claramentis, uh, Claire, as we call it, uh, now it's everything is just one place. Um, so I used to, you know, I used to have a Dropbox with all of my files, and I'm probably I'm 100 yep. sure that every other business counselor in the state of Missouri had their own platform for sharing and storing stuff. And it was like, well, hold on, why, you know, why do we all have a copy of the same thing uh, individually? So I think that that's been ours. Now, Claremenses is very specific to what we do. So it's not necessarily one I think I could recommend to a bunch of different organizations because kind of uh, a niche product, but just finding that one thing, right? And it takes time. Like that's, I think with what you touched on there is you got to go through and try some different things, and not just jump on the first one. Well, yeah. And like I said, we were so beta testing, when we were beta testing stuff, Ryan and I, we probably tried six or seven platforms some big platforms and some some I liked. Price was obviously a, a concern for me, and so if you if price isn't a concern, 
there's you know a couple out there you know like a, a Salesforce or something like that. Salesforce has integrations and things. It can pretty much do everything that you want it to do um, for a certain price. I wasn't willing to pay you know that much money for a database. And we even looked at you know we looked at paid plans and and you know monthly trials and excuse me. And then we even had I even had Ryan working on coding us up our own database. You know having our we have our server room having a you know spin up a server just to house a, a database and you know I'm, I'm all about the user experience that's that's my biggest thing is I want it to look good and I want it to to work well um, and so like I said we probably tried six or so different platforms before we found Notion and and I also don't know that as we grow larger that Notion will be the end-all beat-all for us you know there might be something that we we get to a point where we might hit a roadblock just like we had that other company, that other platform we had, we probably had for two years uh, before I, you know, really started getting to a point where I was too frustrated with it to, to move on. So um, you're absolutely right. You've got to find whatever industry you're in. There's probably one tailored to that industry. Um, I've seen ones for real estate agents. I've seen one for car salesmen to track leads and things like that to come to your website or phone calls. There's one that will integrate in with your phone system that will track all your phone calls um, to let you follow up. Hey, you had a phone call from this guy. Have you even followed up yet? Because we can track your outgoing calls too. So um, there absolutely is. There's tons of software out there um, that you can that you can jump into and, and really find what works for you and your group. Like I said, when I was looking, I was not looking for myself. I was looking for what's the, you know, my guys are, you know, pretty computer savvy. So we didn't have to go something super simple. Um, but there, there are platforms out there that are intended for very beginner, basic users on computers, which, you know, sometimes you run, to, run into in office spaces. So. Absolutely. No, I, I like that. Well, and kind of touching a little bit more on this, uh, you know, one of the things that we've seen and felt, I think most of us is that, you know, pre COVID-19 and stay at home and all of this, you know, it, if you had told people, Hey, everyone's going to be, you know, changing the way they work in the next two months, you know, before we knew what was going to happen, no one would have believed it was possible. Right. All of a sudden we're forced to do something. I've just been very impressed with how quickly people have jumped on solutions uh, and be willing to say, well, you know, I have to change. So what's the best option? Right. So I think that's one of the things that, you know, just encouraging people out there is to go and review how you do business, review how you do your work and, and start looking at areas of improvement because we so often just, you know, it, it can seem overwhelming to say we need a new system. Oh no. Like that's a, that feels so overwhelming, but think about, you know, you spent one week, in pain for that new system and then it saves you 20 percent uh in the next 10 years yeah well that's a pretty pretty good investment so i think that that's one of the you know good things that comes out of a challenging situation is that you know it forces people to dive a little bit deeper into these challenges and, and these issues where you know all right so we have to improve now how do we do it well yeah i absolutely so me, agree uh, i don't want to but I'd like to kind of switch gears over to something because, you know, I think both you and I are really driven often by tools and specific, you know, uh, widgets, gadgets, apps or whatever we can use. And we like that. Uh, 
but at the same time, you know, at the end of the day, we have to get the work done and that comes down to us doing the work. So I'm, I've been in the last many years, very focused on my habits and my processes with how I do work. Um, and I, you know, one of the things that I learned very early on was, you know, habits can be built. You can build any habit you want to, and there are some tricks to it, um, but it's not necessarily difficult. The challenge is once your habit is in, it's typically driven uh, by your environment, uh, your, your surroundings, which is also how, you know, it's easier to quit a habit, a bad habit, if you change your environment or your surroundings. So that was one of the big challenges with all of a sudden, oh, now we have to change work fundamentally from, you know, I go to an office and I have these routines and habits and now I have to be stuck at home and partially working in the bedroom. And, uh, you know, so my habits have to change a lot, which uh, I, I thought was both fun and interesting and, and challenging. Um, so I'm curious to hear what, what you did, but kind of before that, I think the, the biggest thing that I found during this period was really focusing in on peak hours during the day. You know, mm -hmm. what there are certain parts of the day where you're just more focused and have more energy to do certain tasks. And so I really spend a lot more time saying, okay, from roughly eight to 11, I have much more focus and I can do a lot more with, especially like the little things that just got to get done. And I got to get out of the way that in the afternoon, I would be much slower at them and I would be much more hesitant and I'd be like, oh, I don't want to respond to this email because I know it's just, it's not a fun email. So morning, I always get all of that done. Uh, and then in the afternoon, I try to do the things that I know are not going to be mentally tasking uh, in the same way and a little bit more just kind of copy pasting stuff in, in a nutshell, right? Right. Um, that's been a big thing for me, just kind of habits and processes. What about you? Have you found differences or? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm probably pretty close to where you're at there. Um, I, I've noticed that I've, I've really tried to, I was always a guy who would work till midnight. You know, I would work in the office and then go home and I would, you know, eat supper, watch a movie and then end up watching a movie and doing work. Um, and so working from home, having to change that up, obviously, because then you're working um, you know, 16 hour get days and then it becomes a little bit ridiculous. So, um, I, I think I'm right there with you, like bigger emails. I would definitely try to knock out in the morning, but you know, from, you know, eight o'clock till 1030 or whatever. And then I try to dedicate that two hours before lunch to, and having set times too. like, okay, even though I'm working from home, my work hours start at 8.30. That's when I go into my office. Um, and, and I was lucky enough to have a, a home office that I can go into and, and really kind of sit aside to. Um, and not, not everybody does. Not everybody does and, and can. Some of my guys were working in their bedrooms. Some of my guys were working in their home office. And then some of the guys were working in their living rooms. Um, and then as the process went on, you know, other one of, one of my guys reached out and he said, hey, I'm probably going to be changing up my my home situation. We're going to be, you know, doing some moving around. And so, you know, X, Y, and Z, but this is what it is. I'm moving out of the bedroom. We're going to dedicate this room to a home office now. So um, and, and the more you do it, the, the more you learn more about yourself, obviously, and figure that out. Um, I, I was kind of the same way, like, like I said, big emails in, in the beginning of the morning, working on a couple projects throughout the day. And then obviously as, 
my biggest thing is when an email comes in, I hate having unread email. I have to read the email, and if it's something I can respond to quickly, um, I can I can get rid of. So, like my email box, um, just for for clarification, my email box typically stays under a hundred emails in my email box. I categorize, I filter things, and as the project gets done or as the thing gets done, I archive it and kind of keep I keep a very slim down email box. Um, I understand I'm a I'm kind of uh, a weirdo like that. Um, there's a lot of people out there that will will not categorize them. I, I work with several of them that just have everything in their email box um, and just you know thousands of unread emails and things like that. I I, I can't. I would I would die. So um, having 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 reading all those emails, but prioritizing. Okay, this is something that can wait till tomorrow. Or this is a five-word response I can get knocked out today. Um, I, I do love um, Gmail. We have G Suite in our office. That's a big tool that we use. So could we use, like I said, Google Meet? We have the Gmail. We have the calendar. It's all integrated into one, and um, and I can use those tools all together. Um, but Gmail has a lot of great auto responses. So like. Hey, can you, you know, it was great seeing you. And like, yeah, it was great seeing you too. It's an auto response that comes up. Or thanks, have a great day. You know, those are things that auto response. So having those things set up is, is great. I don't have any auto responders, but those are phrases that are suggested to me. So things like that help out with my time as well, especially with those, like those little short emails. I can knock those out in just a couple seconds. But the bigger ones I keep, you know, leaning on to. Um, you know, like I said, Checking in with my team, you know, as my team is is seven people strong now, I think right now, um, you know, people are working on different projects. So the Tuesday meeting, we're, we're following up on what's the broad scope, what's everybody working on this week, and, and what are you doing? But as I work more, I work more closely with the website side of things than I do the social media side of things. Um, so like my so, my social guys, they're, they're responding to their clients, they're talking to their clients. Um, but I'm still kind of the conduit for information on websites. And so I have a very bigger, I have a better understanding of what the progress is there. And so trying to just kind of feel out, you know, not being overbearing during that process, but trying to figure out what is a good medium point for, you know, keeping in contact with those guys. And, and that's some things that, you know, there were, you know, when you're in the office, I can go in and the guys are working on a video. I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a really cool video. That you're working on but then you know during the stay at home i was like oh that was a really cool video that got put out yesterday that you know i didn't see beforehand that's been an interesting you know point of view to have to go look at um something that you know you know six months ago i probably saw you know almost every video in production or a draft of every video that was going out and that's hundreds of videos over smart marketing's career of the last five years hundreds and hundreds of videos um, but there were a lot of videos that were produced during the last couple months that I had no idea about. So um, not a lot of filming was going on, obviously, but uh, but a lot of videos were getting produced, though. So yeah, that's, I like all of that because it you know it shows how much you know things can change, but things still get done. Uh, and and it's that you know sometimes we we assume if we don't see things, they don't get done. And I, you know, I'm not saying that you thought that about, you know, your team at all, but well, um, you, you know, know I, I think there is that if it's not in front of you, is it real? But then you realize very quickly that, Oh man, people are just, people want to get things done. They want to achieve, they want to do good things. And 
you know, that was my fear essentially for myself, you know, having to do this work from home was, am I going to be productive? And then I found myself probably increasing productivity by 20, 30% easily just yeah. because, you know, it, there's no reason not to do things when, when you have the tools in front of you, you just have to grab them and use them. Uh, so I, I, and then the habits and the processes, you know, you'll, you'll find those, but yeah. And I, I like the other part you're touching on there is, you know, as much as we were, you know, separated and staying at home and, and distant from each other, I, I think social distancing is really a misnomer in this case, because really it's physical distancing. Socially, I think we, in many ways, actually connected more with people uh, around us in, in new ways, maybe, but at least I found that, um, you know, I've talked a lot more to people. It's just, you know, it's been through a screen, a lot of it, and, and that's a little different, but it certainly still has uh, increased, you know, the connections uh, and, and the human contact in some ways. I, I think that's been interesting. Whether it's, you're a small team or a big team. But. It's, it's something that, you know, when we talked, you know, a year ago, we've, we've played around with remote working in the past. Um, and for my full-time guys uh, and, and, and girls, um, it's, it's never really worked out well. Um, and I'm not sure if that's because we didn't have things like Notion set up at that time or, or, or Slack fully integrated. Maybe those weren't, maybe that was the problem. You know, having buy-in from everybody is very important. I've had employees that didn't buy into Slack and so they never used it. And so that's why they didn't, you know, remote work didn't work for them. Um, and so, you know, during, you know, we knew probably a week and a half before we saw the writing on the wall, week and a half, two weeks before the stay at home order is when we actually went stay at home. We went stay at home early, um, before it was mandated by the state. And so a week or two before that, I was already looking at different, you know, productivity software, right? So how can I monitor productivity as, as a operations manager, as a project manager? How can, I, how can I monitor that stuff? And let me tell you, there's a lot of scary software out there. There's a lot of scary software out there that'll monitor uh, keystrokes and how many, how many actions are done on the keyboard per one. You can set it up to where they can, you know, it doesn't work for, for my company, but you can have it set up to where like, if people go to Facebook or they go to Instagram on their computer, it'll redirect them and give them a little snippy message like, hey, you're at work, get back to work or something like that. You can be very, and I was looking at the software and talking to these guys and I was like, A, it's expensive. So that's that killed it for us. But B, I was like, I, I, I shouldn't have to babysit you guys, you know? I shouldn't have to babysit you guys when, and the software is just so scary. I don't care. I don't care if you go spend six hours browsing Reddit. As long as you get all your work done, what do I care how you spend your free time, you know? So, and, and I really don't care. We, we try yeah. to, we try to stick with, uh, a nine to five schedule ish. Um, there was some leeway on that. You know, some guys would work a little bit earlier. Some guys would a little bit work a little bit later. Um, uh, but that's, I, I, I try to keep with that, those, those routines during the process of stay at home. And that seemed to help out too. You know, everybody gets an hour for lunch. Everybody gets this, you know, things like that tend to help out a lot. It seemed like for productivity wise on yeah. our end. No, I, I think, I mean, you're touching on a lot of really interesting and important things there, you know, partially the, you know, just 
culturally the world has changed uh in the last many decades with what does productivity mean and, and why are we stuck in a sort of a nine to five mindset in many organizations when it really doesn't make sense when you know what we should be looking at is are things getting done and are they getting done effectively and efficiently regardless of the time of day in some cases right. versus you know because all of that comes out of you know agriculture and manufacturing and those kinds of uh, business models. So you know where you know you, you you can't really do that even today. You know if the machine if, if the product has to get made, it has to get made on the assembly line. And of course, yeah, you can't just say I'm going to show up two hours later, right? Uh, because I feel like it. So you know I get that it doesn't apply to every organization, but it is fascinating to see that. You know, yeah, prior to this, there was a lot of resistance uh, in, in a lot of organizations and now, you know, it's forced upon everyone and, and then they go, oh, turns out people just still do stuff, uh, <laughs> which, you know, not, I wasn't surprised, but I was, I was happy to see that the world sort of kept spinning and, and people kept, you know, wanting to contribute and wanting to do, um, I think, you know, I, as I do a lot of research, uh, I think you know that I read. I like to read and I like to learn about everything I can. You know, one of those has been looking at organizations that have researched this. And Google has obviously spent a lot of time and resources in understanding human behavior, both internally and externally. Um, I, I think the the most foundational piece that Google found was um, psychological safety and trust. Are really the core components of keeping people motivated and working if you have if there's psychological safety in a workplace so people feel like they can say what they want and they can talk and they can you know have a good conversation and there's no fear of retaliation or anything or there's no no one looking over your shoulder every five minutes if you just let people work and do things uh, they, they tend to do that and if you have that trust in them uh, they, they most tend to reciprocate with good work so I've, I've always been fascinated by those things. Uh, Daniel Pink has a whole book called Drive and, and sort of that, you know, how do we master stuff? And, and that's one of the foundations too, is give people some autonomy, give people some freedom and some flexibility to get the things done. Uh, and they probably will. But at the same time, you know, I find myself too, that I need some structure. Like I need some milestones and I need some steps and I need some goals and I need certain things that has to come from above. Someone has to tell me sometimes, Hey, Jacob, this is where we're driving to. This is direction. And this is what you have to hit. Now I'm going to let you figure out how you're going to get there and I'm going to support you. Um, but you know, if you don't get there, that's a problem too. And that's kind of that whole things get done, they get done and that's good. Then we can always look at, do we need to change our goals? Uh, or do we need to change other things, but, um, kind of letting, letting people do uh, what they do and, and sometimes giving them a little bit more freedom, a little bit more flexibility, I, I think tends to just increase productivity. I always say, you know, I've never met a uh, tired, unhappy, productive person. I've met a lot of, you know, happy and um, well-rested uh, people that were highly productive. So it's kind of looking at that saying, well, how do we allow our people to be well-rested, so to speak, and, and be happy? Uh, and if that means, some people would like to show up at 10 if that's feasible for your company. And I think that that makes good sense. Like yeah. work a couple of days from home, that works. I mean, that, that just makes good sense. And, and I think, you know, we had this discussion coming back of like, okay, what's it going to look like coming back? Obviously, a company like Smart Marketing is very easily adapted to remote work. Like my guys, some of my guys didn't have computers at home. They took their computers from the office to home. 
that's an easy fix. You know, internet wasn't an issue for most of my guys. It ended up being an issue for me for a little bit. Um, but, you know, you look at those things of, you know, what do you need to be productive at home? Do you need that computer? Do you need, you know, and those some of those things that like, I asked, I just asked them like, okay, hey, we're, we're two weeks into this stay at home. Have you found, a, is there something that small marketing can do to help you work at home? You know, is it, you know, you didn't need a lamp at the office, but do you need a lamp at home to, to help you work? You know, you didn't need exit the office, but do you need that? So there was, there was a lot of that conversation that happened. And, you know, most of that guys, like I said, were able to, to very easily adapt to, to stay at home. Some people didn't. Um, it wasn't as easy process, but, you know, you obviously you look at like Amazon purchases and the stores and things like that. It looks like a lot of people had to buy laptops. <laughs> you know, a lot of laptops were deployed during that time period because, you know, um, there was there just didn't work on laptops. And, and like I said, we we didn't either. But it's, you know, with with five guys, you know, you can take a MacBook. I'm not I'm not going to buy MacBooks for everybody when you can just take your iMac home and, and put it on a desk. So um, there's a lot of things like that. But, you know looking at it now of like coming back to work and back in the office we've been back for about three weeks now um we we went home we went home stayed home early and we came back after in missouri the may 4th was the day i think we came back two weeks later than that so um, may 18th is when we came back into our office um and so we were still kind of you know in the adjustment process of like okay what's it looking like and so, I, you know, I told the guys, like, listen, the stay-at-home thing worked. It, it worked good, and people were productive. So, you know, probably from going on from now on, we'll probably have a day a week that we stay at home and work. So, um, you know, I'd like those days to, for scheduling-wise, I'd like those days to be on the same day instead of, okay, you're out Monday, you're out Tuesday, you're out Wednesday, you're out Thursday. That, that doesn't really work for my scheduling purposes, um, especially when I have guys that are going out and filming and, and do shooting and doing things of that nature. So, um, you know, those are one of the things that we've, we've adjusted to and um, we're, we've implemented now. So where I was, you know, before I was a bit stricter and, you know, kind of resistant to stay at home. And now it's part of the weekly routine now that we have. So. Yeah, I, it is incredible how quickly we can adapt uh, to changing situations and circumstances. And I, you know, that's human nature, right? We, we are, uh, we are extremely good at adapting and accepting that, oh, things are a little different. And then it doesn't take very long before that just feels normal, uh, whether it's a good or bad uh, adoption or, or change, but uh, adaption. Paul, this has been really enjoyable. Uh, I like talking about these things. I, I think it's, uh, something that we could probably talk about for the rest of the day and the rest of the week, because, you know, just getting things done is really at the end of the day, something that I think we both wake up to and, and feel pretty excited about. Uh, so Absolutely. it's always fun to talk about. Yep. So that's it for, I, I think for episode one, um, we'll provide links to some of the things we talked about in the description. Um, we're available on most platforms at this point. Um, we're still working on a couple um, but uh, Spotify and, and places like that, you'll be able to listen to the podcast. Um, if you want more information about us, um, you can go to the getsmartproject.com. That is available. You can go on there. You can listen to the old episodes. You can read more about SmartSpace, which I'm a co-founder of. Um, and then you can learn more about SBDC, which Jacob is the SBDTC 
director for Southeast Missouri University. You can read more about Correct. him and uh, and his page. Um, both of the linked on the Get Smart Project. So um, here in the future, uh, we don't have it for this episode, but in the future, um, we will be offering some Facebook Live sessions um, as well as you sending us in your questions um, business related. So this, this podcast is for business leaders and entrepreneurs. And so we want to touch on some subjects. So this week it was about tools and, and tips that we've been using. Um, next week, I don't know what we're going to be talking about. So it'll be just stick around and we'll figure it out then. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's always something to talk about. There always is. Well, Jacob, really appreciate you coming out. I'll see you next week, bud. Take care.